0: But before we do so, a quick word from our sponsor. Deciding how and when to pay off student loans is not an easy decision for most. Many of you are feeling weighed down by your mortgage-sized student loans and are asking yourself, how did I get into this mess? Student loans contribute to stress and burnout for PAs, as well as other high-earning professionals. Many PAs, even with the best of intentions, unfortunately make poor financial decisions on their student loans. Look no further than studentloanadvice.com. For a few hundred dollars, they will meet with you for about an hour. They'll go over your personal student loan situation and help you come up with a plan for optimizing your student loan management. Find out how much they can save you today at studentloanadvice.com PAFI. And if you are interested in learning more, check out the PA the FI way podcast episode 42, where Andrew, one of the co-founders, joined me as a guest. Otherwise, head over to studentloanadvice.com slash PAFI. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA The FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm really excited for today's episode because we have a couple who are on their way to financial independence joining us for the show today. So we have both Skylar and his wife, Rebecca, and welcome to the show, guys. Do you mind introducing yourselves to the audience?
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first, but my name is Skylar Fleming. Um, I would say I'm the FI part of our PA, PA, the FI way. Sure. My wife's the one who's going to school. Cool. And I'm the person, I'm just obsessed with money and spreadsheets. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to that. So much so that I have my own podcast called Money Talk with Skylar Fleming, but really my my wife's the the good part of our couple so i'll let her <laughs> that's not even true <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a kind husband to say that
2: yeah. oh i know he likes to brag about me <laughs> um yeah so i'm rebecca i am th- the pa side of our couple then i just started pa school at the university of utah i've done one week of orientation and classes start on monday so i'm excited to start that journey um, I guess a little bit more about us, we met on a dating app in the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, and so we started dating and got married pretty quick. Right, Skylar? Cool.
1: Yeah, it only took us six months, so I like to say <laughs> that all the all the time we had together during COVID really uh, helped with that, but we were very quick once we met sure, each
0: other. Sure, very cool. Thank you for that background. Yep, and...
2: Yeah, we're located in Utah, so we like a lot of the outdoor stuff. We like to hammock, hike, play pickleball. Awesome. Well, that's what we just did, too. We just went hammocking and played pickleball, so that's what we like to do. Lots of outdoors activities. That sounds
0: fun. As a sidebar here for this conversation, what's the top national park that you guys would recommend in Utah?
2: Well, we actually just last weekend so just over just about a week ago went to capitol reef national park and we think it's the most underrated of them all because everyone goes to zions or arches which are awesome but capitol reef is phenomenal so we would recommend going to capitol reef it's not as populated or crowded but it's amazing it's gorgeous
1: yeah i i'd agree i mean the the other ones that are really popular are obviously nice they're all great so but capitol reef is Like uniquely different and really conveniently like not that crowded.
0: Very cool. I've only squeezed into Utah just the southern portion seen Monument Valley. So I have much of Utah left to explore. And I like to hear what people recommend for the national parks out there. So thank you.
2: Yes, we've done four of the five. We're going to hit the last one in August. So
0: very cool. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for that background. We met because Skylar had sent an email to Choose FI's weekly newsletter that they have out. And he had been kind of featured, so to speak, in that newsletter about sharing their story about how you guys are feeling like you're really well prepared for PA school in the sense of that you're also pursuing financial independence. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into the episode today and kind of hear your story. And I think it'll be a really good lesson for both pre-PAs as they're getting prepared for PA school as well as PA students, as well as practicing PAs that are also interested in Phi. So I think a lot of the listeners will find a lot of value today. So thanks for coming on the show and sharing your guys' story. Yeah, yeah we're excited. <laughs> so how long ago did you guys learn about financial independence, and how did you learn about financial independence?
1: Yeah, so I'll take this one. And it was, I want to say, probably a bit over a year ago where I started I was a huge Dave Ramsey person like Dave Ramsey everything I got us on debit cards even though I was I was a huge credit card person before that I was like all in on the Dave Ramsey sure. way and then I got bored of listening to him every single day so <laughs> not that it's bad I mean he, his stuff has its place but I was like I need some other podcast to listen to because I'm a huge podcast junkie so I I started re, uh, finding new money podcast and ended up finding uh, choose probably a bit over a year ago
0: very cool awesome I'm along for the ride.
2: (laughs) He teaches me the things he learns and we apply them to our finances. Nice,
0: nice. I would say most couples have one person in the relationship that are more so finance oriented than another. So it's always fun if there's at least one. Sometimes there's none and... Sometimes I would say that there's two, but I would say that's pretty rare. It's usually one of each, so to speak.
2: Yeah, it's been interesting because even when I was growing up, my dad just was a cheapskate and hates debt, and just taught us to work hard and save money. Sure. And so I'd say I was like, not I'm not I wasn't great with finances, but for a I was richer than all my friends at 16 because I worked and I saved money. So pairing that with Skylar and everything he learns with financial independence. It's been nice. (laughs) It gives me more tips than just hide it away in an envelope and hope it adds up
0: over time. Totally. It's hard to save your way to wealth. And you're probably fortunate in that you were kind of trained or raised to be more frugal than the average person. So I would say that Mm -hmm. frugality and discipline is one of the hardest things. So that's great that you already have that going for you. Do you guys mind sharing what parts or aspects about financial independence are most appealing to you?
1: Yeah, I think for me, the thing, just having my time to do what I want. Um, Rebecca is super passionate about being a PA. And we've talked about many times that once we reach financial independence, I'm we're sure she'll continue to work just because she enjoys that field and she enjoys helping people. But for me, it's probably going to be a bit more of, I just like to do a bunch of different hobbies. Like I'll change what I want to do every few weeks and for me it's going to be just having the time to be able to do what i want. so it's, it is different for both of us which is fun to work towards.
2: yeah. i mean i do agree with that. i i want to go on vacations. i want to spend time with family. Um, but i also just really like not having to have that constant financial stress of bills and debt and everything looming over you cuz i mean obviously we're we're young. we're he, Skyler's twenty three. I'm twenty five today. It's my birthday. Actually. Oh, happy birthday! So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, so, like, we're pretty young, but it, listening to like coworkers and friends talk about how they only have thirty dollars in their bank account for the rest of the month, and knowing that we, even if our car broke down tomorrow, we'd still be okay. Like, that gives me a lot of peace, and just working towards that, even in a a, a greater picture and a bigger. Just bigger amounts, bigger dreams and goals, I think, is what gives me the motivation to want to achieve financial independence, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then, Rebecca, what led you to the PA profession?
2: Well, to be honest, I didn't know about what a PA was for a while. I just learned about it a few years ago. I knew I loved human biology. I think the human body is the most fascinating thing in the entire world, and I like helping people. So I was like kind of considering medical, but didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do because I was intimidated by the length and the expense of med school. Um, So when I was in college, I was trying to decide on a major and I wanted to do human biology, but didn't know what I would do with it. And so as I um, just kind of started exploring options, I found physician assistant and was really drawn to it because it was shorter and cheaper than med school but i was still able to do very similar things and care for people in a medical profession and then i learned even more about it i i really admire how it can be more flexible with family life cuz being a a mom is something that I really want to do, and I want to be involved in my family. And I also really like that a PA doesn't have to choose a specialty. We can experience it all and find what works best for us at different times in our life. So that's kind of um, why I chose to be a PA. So I I'm very goal oriented and determined. So I said, okay, I'm going to make my major human biology and I have to go to PA school if I'm going to do that. And so I've just committed myself to it. And here I
0: am, and I'm happy to be here. So very cool. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely enjoyed the aspect about being able to switch specialties throughout my career as well, been able to practice in family medicine, some urgent care, and now outpatient psychiatry. So I enjoy the flexibility that the career has provided for sure. And then Skylar, what do you do?
1: Um, I'm in digital marketing. So I do like ads and all that sort of stuff that you see online. So I'm, yeah, I'm in marketing, my degrees in uh, public relations. So I do a lot with like writing and things like that. Awesome.
0: Very cool. All right. So let's kind of dive in how you guys prepared for PA school with the mindset about financial independence. So, there are definitely different categories and different line items that we're going to touch on today. But the first one is budget meetings. Do you mind sharing how you guys utilize budget meetings to prepare for this next phase of your life?
1: We started from the very beginning with some sort of budget meeting to talk about what money we wanted to spend where, but I would say it was probably a a little over a year ago, probably around the same time As we found financial independence, I found myself continually bombarding Rebecca with all these ideas of let's do this with our money. Let's do this with our money. Let's do this to save towards PA school. If we, if we put it in this or that, like all sorts of crazy things. And she was just getting overwhelmed by it. And we were like, we need to make sure our time is like, we use it appropriately and that we plan out what we want to do and we stick with it. So that turned towards having specific time in our budget meetings to plan for PA school and then once we set something down we wrote it down and that was it
2: yeah and I mean I think sometimes budget meetings can intimidate people it intimidated me at first but I've really enjoyed once a month that we will have our budget meeting and we can talk about um, categories that we want to save towards Um, and so whatever is most important at that time we're able to kind of allocate more money to those categories. So for us, we've been allocating more money towards PA school, obviously and college, since that's been a goal that we've been focused on for a year. So because PA school is expensive and it's intimidating when you look at the full amount, but if you save a little bit every month, it really becomes a lot less intimidating. Um, And we also always budget on last month's income so we know the full amount that we have for the month and we're not trying to guess on how much we're going to get paid and how much we're going to need like we have the amount and we're able to allocate that money to our categories and so that I think has really helped us um, at the yeah. base level start saving towards PA school I think
1: I think the budgeting based on last month's income honestly has like helped give us a sense of financial independence now sure. because we know the money's there we know we have the money to spend. Even if we're not staying within our categories, the money's in other places. Like It's really easy to move around. We're not hoping that specific paychecks are going to cover these next two weeks. So I'd say even the first step to me of financial independence is budgeting on last month's income.
0: Sure. Awesome. I think that budget meetings emphasize the fact that communication is so important when you are in a relationship with someone else and you're trying to work together and try to figure out what your financial goals are as a couple. So that's great that you guys are utilizing those. Do you guys have any tips or tricks for a couple of things? One, to maybe perhaps try to make budget meetings a little bit more fun, so to speak. And then two, to try to get the other person in the relationship that maybe isn't so keen on finances to convince them that this can be a good thing to help you guys grow together.
1: Yeah, I'll speak to the second point first real quick about because I'm the person that's more money oriented and the spreadsheet nerd. And I think the the unlock that allowed us to get better with our budget meetings was agendas, which I know sound weird and formal and businessy, but it allowed me to make my crazy thoughts that are racing through the whole month of all the crazy ideas I have, put them on a piece of paper, and then by the time we get to the budget meeting, they may not be important anymore. Like it, it might, it's just kind of like a putting it on the back burner because you can talk about it later, sort of thing. Obviously, there's things that come up that you need to talk about in the moment, but. For me to get to help get Rebecca more involved and, f- and make sure she has a voice, it was planning them out and making sure there was a routine, and also speeding up the parts that were easier, so she's not sitting here for 20 minutes while I put all the bills that are automated into the spreadsheet because I c- I know those numbers, she knows like it's not hard to put those in. So just making sure it was convenient for her, and maybe she can talk about how I've we make them fun because
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Like you said, how do you make a budget meeting fun? Um, I mean, I get excited about our budget meetings because it's, I mean, it's kind of fun to see how much money you made last month Um, and just having those goals. So I like to see how our vacation fund grows a little bit every month or even the other day we were looking at our, because we have an HSA account with our savings and suddenly there was more money in there than I thought we did we had to begin with. So, I mean, I don't know if that's fun necessarily, but being able to see the progress and have some goals that aren't just paying bills and things that you're saving towards makes it a little exciting. But it's also nice when Skylar speeds up the process and <laughs> get gets to the things I need to be there for instead of putting the numbers in the spreadsheet and fixing his spreadsheet if it's not working right.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Cool. And then it sounds like you guys also utilize sinking funds on the path towards this point that you are on right now with Rebecca starting PA school. Can you share your experiences with sinking funds, how you guys have used them, what you find helpful for sinking funds and those types of things?
1: Yeah, Rebecca, do you want to take this one first? Yeah,
0: I love sinking funds. I
2: think they're so cool. Um, I really like... Kind of what I was saying earlier, how PA school is expensive and breaking it up a little bit every month makes it less intimidating. Um, The same thing applies with sinking funds. So we almost take some of our expenses that like annual expenses and almost break them up into a subscription model, if you want to say. So we know car registration comes up every single month. Well, every single year, not every single month. That would suck. (laughs) Every single year your car registration comes up and it usually surprises us, even though you shouldn't be surprised because it always happens. So we will take that number and we will split it up over 12 months And every month, save that much. So then when it comes around, we already have the full amount we need, which has been super convenient. And then what I also like in regards to, I guess, PA school and why I've really liked the sinking funds, too, is like I mentioned earlier, we have a vacation sinking fund. We put money in every month. Now, during PA school, we're cutting down to one income because I'm not going to be working, which a lot of people are like, oh, now you have no money to have fun. You can't go on vacations. You can't go to the movies. Now you're broke, which, yes, we'll have less money. But because we have been saving in our vacation sinking fund, Every single month we have money set aside. So in between semesters, if we want to go on a weekend camping trip to our last national park in Utah we (laughs) haven't seen, we have money already set aside to do that. So that's why I really like sinking funds and utilizing them because it just makes fun things more fun and stressful annual expenses less stressful. Perfect. Do you have more to say, Skylar?
1: You covered it all. I I didn't realize you liked sinking funds that much. (laughs) I
2: love sinking funds.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're great. Like she said, Christmas, it helps with too. Christmas happens every year, but it always catches people by surprise. And breaking up uh, a $200 expense over 12 months makes it a lot more manageable, especially if you're on one income or if someone loses their job. It makes it a whole lot easier to manage. And then when the time comes to pay, it, you're like, okay, here's the money. And you don't have to worry about it at all.
0: Awesome, well, I'm really happy to hear that you guys are pri- are going to try to prioritize having some fun while you are in PA school, Rebecca. Because that'll be so important.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, her vacations are very important to Rebecca. So if I ever say like, let's put nothing in the before PA school, at least if I was like, let's put nothing in the vacation, there's so much in there. She's like, nope, we need some. So now, <laughs> now it's going to pay off when we're able to still do some fun stuff while she's busy in school. Awesome.
0: Very cool. I'm really glad to hear that. I think you guys will really enjoy that. And it'll be really needed for sure. So that's great. And then do you guys mind sharing how you have been tracking your expenses up until this point as well?
1: Yeah, I'll talk to this because I'm this is my craft. Um, I have a whole bunch of automation and things built like sh- shortcuts on my iPhone and spreadsheets and stuff made to to do it manually. I know there's plenty of tools out there that do it automatically But for me and for us, it's saying, hey, this is right now for us, it's important that we look at every expense because we're trying to really fine tune it with PA school. And I'm sure as we get older and reach financial independence, this may fall by the wayside and we can just look at it more holistically. But right now it's putting every expense in a spreadsheet saying, oh, right now we're at this point of the month, kind of doing just a review throughout the month. And that's what tracking really allows us to do. And it really helps us fine tune what we uh, need to cut back on for PA school or when we're spending too much in a category or it it just really helps overall. And it's important for us to both see like what's going on with our money and to like work it better, I guess.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah. I I would just like to add to, I mean, leading up to me quitting my job and starting PA school, I was pretty stressed about can we survive on one income because we've been pretty comfortable on two incomes. And I know not everyone is as lucky as we are to have to to even have an additional income when you're in PA school. A lot of people are single and having to make it on their own, which I I feel for those people. And we are very blessed that Skyler can keep working to support us, but. Leading up to PA school, I was a little stressed about if we actually would have enough. Um, And it was nice because as we have tracked those expenses, we can look back and see what our trends are on our groceries or gas or, or food or utilities. And so, like Skylar said, we've been able to fine tune that. And so a few times, even before I quit my job, we would in our budget meeting do like a mock budget just using his income to see would we cover all those necessary and essential expenses first and still be okay and so far we were looking at past tracking and past budgets so that brought me a lot of peace knowing our base bills are all covered and met, and we might still even have a little left over every month. So that was only possible, though, because we had tracked our expenses and knew about how much we were spending in these different areas every single month. So it, it's helped in that way, but I would even encourage those who aren't necessarily bringing in income during PA school to still track your expenses because it can help fine-tune it so you're not spending so much money because it's going to be an expensive time.
1: <laughs> yeah. The thing for me when, I mean, I've been tracking my expenses since like 2018 wow. or something like that. But I even like started oh, maybe even a little sooner, quite a while though. And I had realized with one of my friends that like right after we graduated high school, we were spending like $200 to eat out a month, which is insane yeah. for one person. Like we just enjoyed our eating out and going out to hang out. But that was that's when it clicked for me. The importance of tracking expenses is because those, like we were still able to get by. We were single and just having fun. It wasn't that big of a deal, but you don't actually want to be spending that much money on eating out. So tracking is what allowed me to notice it then. It's also allowed us to notice things where, well, we spent quite a bit in that category. We need to like cut back there. So it's just things you'd never notice because they're not a huge deal in the grand picture, but over the long run, they can definitely add up and become a big deal.
0: Sure. Do you guys have practical advice for those starting PA school about how to track expenses. You know, for some people that can be kind of time consuming and tedious when they're already trying to be busy and study and things like that. Do you guys write it down or what would you say is kind of the best bane for your buck, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I guess I guess for us it's nice because I'm I have more free time than Rebecca, obviously, with me not being in PA school. But so I I do a lot of the tracking. I get all the emails and things. So I would say if you're, if you're single or if like you can't work and you don't have a whole lot of time, I would say use an automated solution like personal capital or mint or something like, or most credit unions have some sort of money manager built in. Like I would say use something that's there and probably dedicate some time to review it because I know, I mean, I guess I don't know, but I'm sure PA school is very difficult. And once you get into it, it can be very busy, but I could see a lot of uh, importance of setting aside time every single month just to do a quick review for an hour.
0: Yeah, certainly.
2: This is just off the top of my head. I'm a paper pen kind of person. Skylar's trying to make me more tech savvy, <laughs> which I appreciate. But maybe keep your receipts because then you can have all those amounts visible. You can add them up and kind of take a look at them. I know that's kind of hard sometimes, and they get lost in your bag. But if you're not, if you don't know how to use these. IT tech solutions. That's a good place to start, actually. Collect those and add them up, maybe. (laughs) I'm just brainstorming,
0: though. Yeah, that's great. And I think that there's a lot of value to at least tracking every single expense for at least one month, if not three months. And then if you can't after three months, you don't absolutely have to, but at least can kind of give you a picture of where you are at. And then you can kind of remind yourself about which categories to perhaps spend less on or maybe some categories that you were being a little bit over restrictive and could spend a a little bit more on. If Yeah,
1: that brings to my mind, like you don't have to be crazy like me and track it for like four or five years. You (laughs) could maybe do every three months, like once a quarter, you track a whole month, like something that maybe makes it a little bit easier on you. Yeah,
0: perfect. Just kind of check where you're at periodically and things Mm -hmm. like that. I think that's a really good suggestion. All right. So do you guys mind sharing how you allocated for college savings next? I'll let yeah, Skylar this, take this. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is this is where my brain was going crazy about. We need to put our money somewhere so that it's doing something. It's not just sitting in a savings account. Because I was, I, we're, we saved quite a bit of money for PA school to be able to actually cover some of it without loans. And I felt like that money, obviously, it's an investment in Rebecca to go get a job and a career that can pay highly towards our goal of financial independence. But I still wanted that money to be doing something. Um, and if you're in that place where you like, Hey, this money's not doing anything for me. I wouldn't worry too much about it, especially if PA school's right on the horizon. Um, I would look for simple, um, easy solutions. We had talked about putting it in an IRA and then using it, contra Roth IRA, and then being able to take the contributions out, but that got too complicated. Sure, and didn't really want to worry about that. We ended up putting it in I bonds because they're paying really well right now. Um, which will work out for us, uh, but we did it in December. And then Rebecca found out what, like two months later that she got into PA school. So that money's locked up for a year. So I be, just be careful. Um, don't get too crazy. I mean, I would probably do what we did again. Um, but like if you don't want to spend the time researching all the different ways and places to put all your money, it's fine, Just just leave it there. Because I think you're gonna be able to, once you get through PA school, You're going to be making more money and be able then to actually have probably more time to sit down and say, hey, where does this money need to properly be? Because we have a lot of time going forward. Um, Yeah, that's what I would have to say about like where do you put all that money you're saving?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think Skylar gets really worried about taking out student loans and the fact that they have pretty high interest rates, which sucks. And then you're like, oh, I'm paying more than I'm taking, which It's like, oh, if you invest it, then you can make a bunch in interest and then it won't matter, which is great. But like, I agree with Skylar, if you don't want to worry about it too much, honestly, the interest in the long run, if you have established other good financial habits, it's going to be okay. Because like, since we have all these other beneficial financial habits, even if we take out student loans and accrue some interest and pay more than we originally took out because we have other good habits in place, we're going to be able to take care of that pretty quickly. So I mean, don't stress yourself out too much. But if you got time, look into what you can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Sometimes there's something to be said about the fact that you probably can't optimize every single thing and just have to kind of be content where you are at with sometimes your money is just sitting there because you will need access to it somewhat soon. and. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you absolutely want to have it in something where it's at least earning something, can consider a high yield savings account and get a little bit of interest on that money.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I would suggest too. Just, Just find something that's making just a little bit more, but that you can still access quickly. Yeah,
0: certainly. So do you guys mind sharing next how having joint finances has helped you guys as a couple with reaching your financial goals?
1: Yeah, um, this one's huge, especially for people if they're married, um, going into PA school, it can cause a lot of tension in relationships. And I know it it has an ours. I mean, not like crazy, but there's still moments where money specifically can cause a little bit of upswells of emotion just because it carries a lot of different things like how we're raised with money. But Rebecca and I have been doing our finances joint from the beginning, um, and it's allowed us to transition into PA school with a lot of unity, and to be able to know, hey, we're here to both pay for this. You don't have to have your money saved to pay for your school. Like it, it creates a lot, a lot more, um, yeah, unity between us, doesn't it, Rebecca?
2: Hmm. I mean, I've had conversations with coworkers in the past who are married, and they're like, "Yeah, my wife is not paying the bills, and I always have to pay the bills." And I'm always confused by that a little bit because I'm like, "Well, you're they're your both of your bills, so why is it she needs to pay them or you need to pay them?" And and even in smaller things as well. And so I think doing joint finances and making sure you are on the same page and you're doing your finances in unity has made it so it's not your money and my money, it's our money. So as I'm quitting my job and not gonna be working for the next couple of years because I'm in PA school, I don't have to worry, oh I'm sorry, I'm not helping pay everything and you have to pay it all. It's it's our money. So we have saved And our money is what is paying for our expenses. And so there's not this tension building up of Skylar getting all upset because he's the only one working and paying to keep us alive. And I'm just going to school and racking up debt or whatever, you know. So I think it's really important to have just clear communication and unity, especially if you are married and to do your finances joint um that's brought us the the greatest peace and reduced the amount of financial stress that's already there, you know, to not have to worry about the relationship side of it as well.
1: yeah, let's be real i'm I'm just saying that so I can get in on her income when she's done. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, obviously, but that's the same point.
0: Yeah, uh, my husband may or may not call me his sugar mama sometimes, so I do hear that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Skylar, I see why you married her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: But even then, that that's the same point of we're on the same page, so Rebecca doesn't feel like she feels bad about spending money, but then later I won't feel bad that she's going to be making more money yeah.
0: than me. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I think having joint finances, and I would suggest once you are married just because of lots of legal issues if you combine finances beforehand can be really helpful Mm -hmm. and make sure that you guys are in a collaborative relationship, so to speak, and making sure you guys are on the same track to reach your goals so you guys can work together. So I think that's wonderful. And then how are you guys looking at utilizing student loans? Do you have to take out student loans to pay for the rest of PA school? Have you guys been able to plan for that in the sense of do you feel like you were able to figure out the total cost and what you can save for cash set aside versus how much student loans and how did you guys figure those numbers out
1: yeah you can go for this Rebecca.
0: (laughs) to be honest we're
2: still kind of trying to figure out an Figure it out entirely. Um, We are going to have to take some student loans. We we've worked really hard to save money, but we don't have all of it to pay just straight out the gate what we need. I mean to cover PA school, so we will have to take out some student loans. What is nice though is because we have money saved, we can either utilize that money to reduce the amount of student loans we have to take, or we can. I mean, right now with covid there's zero percent interest on student loans so that's nice and not that i want covid to continue but if zero percent could continue for a while i wouldn't be (laughs) mad um (laughs) but like there's the whole debate of do we throw our savings at the student loans once the interest comes back to reduce how much money we're gonna have to pay interest on or do we just use it for a semester i don't know we're still still trying to figure it out but um because we have money set aside. We know in the long run, we aren't going to have to take as many student loans. And because we have good, strong financial habits we've developed, we feel confident that we'll be able to pay off our student loans um, quickly and effectively. So they're not going to weigh us down in the long run anyways. Um, So I don't know. Skyler, what do you have to add to that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say just those all the habits we've talked about leading up to this point are what makes it a whole lot easier to deal with student loans. Cause I know Rebecca probably remembers, but like when we, she first started mentioning the idea of student loans back when I was on the Dave Ramsey kick and that drove me nuts. I was like, what do you mean? We're not getting student sure. loans. What do you mean? And she's like, yeah, we will. And I was like, okay, we'll talk about it when we News get there. Newsflash. It's
0: expensive. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I've obviously come around to it, so I, I understand we're going to need to, but because of our budget meetings, we're able to have more time to talk about it and to have a good place to discuss that thing that can kind of be a hard situation us working together makes me feel more comfortable with us taking on that um, burden of student loans and tracking expense like everything leads up to being able to more comfortably transition into paying for school with loans but also being able to work the difference between when do we pay them off and everything because i know the good there's a good foundation there for us that we that we have that makes it a whole lot easier. So I would say if if you're married, make sure you're doing things together so that you have a good foundation. If you're not, um, try to do these things yourself. Accountability partners are great um, for just saying, hey, here's my plan. Can you poke any holes in it? Like what, what needs to be a little different? So I would say it's the foundational things that make student loans a lot easier.
0: Very cool. Awesome. So do you guys have any last pieces of advice for pre-PAs planning on PA school soon or people who are in PA school or couples that are trying to pursue financial independence together. Oh
2: boy. I didn't know I was so, so experienced to have (laughs) such great advice. Uh, Let's see. In regards to preparing for PA school, I guess just words of encouragement. They expect a lot from you in applying And I really didn't think I would get in on my first try. I was lucky that I only had to apply one time. And I still don't feel qualified to be there. If I'm being honest, we all will experience imposter syndrome that we don't belong. But if you work hard and do your very best, it will pay off eventually. So just... Don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> sure. And that's my soapbox,
0: I guess. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And then a whole new set of imposter syndrome will hit once you're starting to practice as a provider as well. So, oh my gosh, I believe that already. I'm like, wait, I'm going to be the person that's like the provider
2: for these patients. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, yes, I totally believe that. But we all make it through, you know, life goes yeah, on. Definitely. Just keep working.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll, I'll add to the couples pursuing financial independence, at least from like a going through PA school perspective as well is make sure you're working together. I don't think I can stress that enough. Um, I'll die on the hill of you need to do your finances together as a married couple. Um, I would say find what works for you and go for it. Everything, Everybody's like financial situation is different. Maybe you hate budget meetings. And that just does not work for you as a couple. That's okay. Find something different. The whole point is just that you need to both be knowledgeable about what's going on and the different aspects of all your money. Like you can't, you can't just expect, like I can't say, Hey Rebecca, here's your money every month for you to spend. And then she's like, well now I need $12,000 to pay for a semester of PA school. Like that would just kind of just throw a bomb in everything. So us working together, I think speeds up everyone's progress towards financial independence because you can probably do it if one person is managing all the money, but it's a whole lot faster and way more fun if both people are involved.
0: Yes, definitely. It's important to be on the same page. Do you guys mind sharing a way to connect if the listeners have any questions or want to reach out to you or again, Skylar, to try to take a listen to your podcast as well?
2: I'm pretty easy. I'm on Instagram, so my Instagram username is Rebecca Jebecca Fleming. So that's Rebecca R E B E C C A, Jebecca spelt the same but with a J, <laughs> and then Fleming is F L E M I N G. And you can message me. I will try to check cool. it and look at it. But Skylar's probably a little easier to get a hold of, and he'll move yeah, things I'm, towards me if he if he needs to <laughs> yeah
1: so like if someone reaches out to my podcast is called money talk with Skyler Fleming the social media handle is money dot Skyler Fleming on everything um yeah I can if I can direct anyone towards Rebecca if they have PA school questions if you have money questions on I have plenty of spreadsheet templates my spreadsheet is Monster at this point, it's kind of become too much to handle. You can ask Rebecca. She'll just be like, What are you doing? I'm I'll be like, I'm working on my spreadsheet. She's like, what is there else to do? Like (laughs) so, if if you need a template, like I can hook you up with that. If you need to know ways to make things easier, I'm huge on automating. Um, my whole point premise of my podcast that money talk with Skylar Fleming is just to get people talking about money. So if you need some like base level, let's talk about some money topics, I think it's a good place to go.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being so generous with the words of advice you have, as well as the time spent on your birthday, Rebecca. <laughs> that was very kind of you to be able to record this. Oh, episode. of
2: course. Well, with PA school, weekdays are all studying now. So I have to take the little bit of free time on a Sunday, and that's okay. I'm more than happy to to be here.
0: Yeah. And I think that it was really kind of Brad over at Chooseify to kind of be able to put Skylar and myself in touch. So thanks to brad and jonathan at choose fi and jonathan was the one who i took his podcast course so it's kind of funny how all this comes full circle so it's really cool to meet you guys i was
1: pretty pumped just to be featured in his newsletter but then he sent me your information and i texted rebecca i was like oh my gosh we're gonna i was like there's a pa the fi way podcast that's so cool i was telling her all about it and (laughs) listening to it I, i was like wow our two worlds collide so i was excited that he connected us
0: yes totally and then I'm also excited because this episode is planned to be aired on May 20th, and I'll be flying to Indianapolis that day for the AAPA conference. So if any of the listeners are going to be at AAPA, please try to find me if you see me and say hi. I'm really looking forward to it as well. And thanks again, Rebecca and Skyler. We really appreciate it. It was a really fun conversation, and I think you guys had lots of words of advice for people, so thank you. Yeah,
2: thank you. We're happy to be a part of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, Thanks.